Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Sports Luck. I believe this is our 21st episode, somewhere around there. I'm just going to stop doing the episode things because I'm just going to lose track at some point. We are very excited to be back with you guys today. We have a lot of sports to discuss, as a lot of sports are currently going on. There are two playoffs currently going on with the NHL and the NBA. The playoff situation in Major League Baseball is shaping up right now. And college football and the NFL are both taking shape in the early weeks of their season. So I think the best thing to do right now in order to start, because I'm going to be hosting this week, is to talk about Major League Baseball and the current playoff situation. So I believe we have somewhere around 10 games left. Basically, the playoff picture this year with Major League Baseball, even though we did do our season preview, we had only five teams. They have since expanded to eight teams, which is the top two teams in each division, of which there are three in each league, the American League and National League, and the two wild cards on top of that, which are basically the best two teams that weren't a first or second place finisher in those respective divisions. I know that there's still some things. I believe that four teams have clinched so far, and it will change as we go on. Have there been any surprises this year, as of right now, uh, that you guys have seen in terms of teams that have really stood out, teams that have bottomed out, teams that have, uh, you know, teams that have surprised or teams that have disappointed you? What, in what, I'll restart that. What do you guys think about that? Um, I definitely, um, looking at the standing, seeing the uh, clinchers uh, come in. And like you mentioned, uh, because of the expanded playoffs, we're already uh, seeing early uh, playoff spots secured. Definitely the White Sox. I don't, I mean, I had, I think we all had the Twins winning out of that division. So I think we can all agree that um, I think we knew they had a solid squad. I don't think we saw them. Uh, before the season started going, uh, you know, went, you know, I mean, they're in first place now. They could potentially win the division, but I don't think any of us saw them winning the uh, division. I think they obviously were uh, an up-and-coming team, but, you know, me personally, I didn't think they were quite there ready yet, but they're definitely showing some promise. Um, kind of hard to also view it from a Yankees fan perspective because, you know, given how weird this year has been, we haven't even seen any of the uh, Central or West or outside of the East Eastern Division team. So um, it's kind of hard to judge, uh, you know, where that team is at. And it's going to be interesting come playoff time uh, once everyone's together in a bubble again. Uh, and now we're starting to see all these different teams that we haven't seen before uh, the whole season. I think that'll be interesting to see, but definitely uh, as far as surprises, not a huge surprise, but definitely, you know, definitely a, you know, somewhat substantial um, unexpected uh, thing that we see at a thing that we saw out of this year uh, for me, at least was definitely uh, Chicago coming out of the central being uh, pretty competitive as they have been. Alex, do you want to go or should I go? I can go. So if we're looking at both leagues, I agree with Mike that the White Sox have have exceeded expectations. All of the young players have really started to gel and come out at the right time. Tim Anderson kept up what he did last year. Jose Abreu is having an MVP calendar year and deserves the credit that uh, he, he deserves much more credit and is a very underrated player. 
and has been pretty consistent over the last few years and is finally being able to show that. Also, for those that don't know, if you look up his numbers when he was in Cuba, oh my goodness, he went off in Cuba. And he was playing basically similar seasons to how long this one is. And I know that the, the quality of baseball in Cuba isn't as good as the quality of baseball in the United States, but I believe he hit well over 30 home runs in, in a couple of those seasons. I think one of them he only played in like 60-something games and he hit 33 or 34 home runs, which is just insane. If we're looking at other teams that are kind of surprising, honestly, the two teams that were the worst teams in baseball last year, the Orioles and the Tigers, I didn't think they were going to be um, both 20-game uh, winners or above 20-game winners this year. So I'm actually really surprised that they've been – as competitive and I think that was a definitely a um a side effect of this year and, and one of the one one of the things to expect from this year is, is that anything was possible if we're going over to the National League I mean there's a couple here uh there's most notably two in my opinion the Padres obviously in the Western Division now currently second place uh I believe have secured a playoff spot or will be securing a playoff spot soon they are insane. Manny, Manny Machado is having a really good year. Obviously, Fernando Tatis Jr. has went off. He has slumped in recent weeks, but he's done. He's, he's still Fernando Tatis Jr. and is a god. Trent Grisham, who most people aren't speaking of, is having a really good rookie season for them. And plus, they basically restocked their entire team where it seemed like that during the trade deadline and, was a, and were able to get Mike Clevenger from the Indians, which was really good. And then obviously the other one is, of course, the Miami Marlins, who are currently second in the NL East, which I don't know how the Marlins have a winning record as of right now. They, <laughs> for those that don't know, more than half their team tested positive for COVID at the beginning of this year. They had to take a bus as a team, those players that tested positive from Philadelphia, which is where the majority of it happened, down to Miami. So that's like a 20-hour bus ride or that, that's like a full day's worth of riding on a bus together, all of, you got, all of them having COVID. And somehow, through all of the young guys that they've brought up, all of the guys that they've traded for, notably Starling Marte, who's really helped out in the outfield, I just don't understand how they have a winning record. And I'm going to say this, but this would be the year that the Marlins would win the World Series. However, <laughs> the only way that that can happen uh, is that if they get a wild card. Because the other two times that the Marlins have won the World Series, they've been a wild card team. So if they finish in second place, they're not winning. If they get a wild card spot and somehow sneak into the playoffs, they're winning the World Series. But they've also only made the playoffs twice. So is it just exactly. every time they make the playoffs, or is it every time? Exactly. That yeah yeah no that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is they've only made the no, playoffs. No, but you're saying they have to win the division. I mean, you're saying they have to be a wild card. Yeah, because I was talking. I don't about, think they will win the division, but what if they do win the division, but they would still be in the playoffs for only the third time? Yeah yeah well that's what I was yeah. talking about. Is that the other two times? that they were in the playoffs, they were a wild card team and won the World Series both of those times. So in my in my mind, as of right now, that's the only statistically correct and factual way that they've won the World Series. So if I say that the Mar if the Marlins win the or if the Marlins get a wild card this year, they're gonna win the World Series. As of right now, that hasn't been proven to be incorrect. So I'm gonna stand <laughs> I'm gonna stand by that. 
Um, I mean, we got 10 games left, and the Marlins do have a playoff position. So That's what I'm saying. It, that, thing, is definitely, that is definitely a surprise since I know weird all thing, joked and laughed about that team. So Weird things can happen. I think in terms of other surprises, so if we're talking about, like, bad teams, and I'll let Jason go in just a second. I'll go over it quickly. The fact that the Orioles aren't the worst team in the AL East and it's the Red Sox is pretty surprising to me. Uh, the fact that the Astros are currently below 500, despite the injuries that they've had, and we will, or I guess we'll talk about it now. Justin Verlander is getting Tommy John surgery, so he will be out the rest of this season, obviously, and has been out, and will be out the majority of next season, if not all of next season. We don't know that. The mm-hmm. fact that the Pirates are the worst team in baseball and are the worst team in baseball by a large margin is surprising to me. And the fact – Can we figure that, though? Yeah, but also I thought that the Pirates were going to be slightly better than what they were. I was kind of disappointed. And yeah. honestly, I'm actually surprised that the Nationals are doing as bad as they are because I didn't think that they were. I thought that the Nationals were I – mean, yeah. they obviously – they won the World Series last year, so clearly this can. shows that the World Series was a fluke. <laughs> all right, all right. Statistically all right. speaking, it was a fluke. But also, also, I think it's important to note that their pitching hasn't been – on par with what it was at the beginning or uh, last season. Their, their bullpen has been as streaky, but it definitely hasn't been as good this year as it was last year, especially towards the end of last year. Not having Anthony Rendon has definitely had effects, and having losing Soto for the first couple of weeks of the season wasn't good. But, Jason, why yeah, don't you no. – sorry for taking up so much time. What about, what about the Diamondbacks? Mm. I I, I'm kind of surprised by it, but the Diamondbacks aren't like a crazy, consistently good team. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Um, I'm just pulling up the standings here. Uh, I think that there's a lot of teams actually that have kind of overachieved more than I thought they would this year. I'll start with the AL. Let's go with. Uh, I'll start with Chicago White Sox just because I think that. They're better than I expected. I expect them to, yeah. I expected them to take a leap this year, but I didn't expect them to be division winners this year. I thought they were uh, the third best team in that division, and my uncle actually took them in a bet because he likes taking underdogs and bets to uh, win the division this year at the start. So I'm like, okay, what? good for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't think uh, I didn't think that was smart at the time, but I mean, I didn't think it was awful. <laughs> but it, you know, it looks like it's gonna work out for him. Um, and then in the American League, these three teams are kind of close in the standings, and none of them are good. They're all between seven and eight games under 500. But I think that the Seattle Mariners, Baltimore Orioles, and Detroit Tigers uh, all are better than I thought they would be. I thought they would be awful, and they aren't, like, awful, awful, like Seattle and Baltimore especially, and Detroit even at times. We're kind of in the playoff race for a uh, a bottom playoff spot in this weird expanded playoffs, either as the eight seed or the AL West. In the case of the of the Mariners, they would have taken the Astros spot because the Astros have been bad this year as the two seed in that division. And then when I look at the National League, I think the biggest overachievers, or I don't know if overachievers the right word, because that takes away from describing the good that they accomplished, but the biggest surprises to me in a positive way I guess would be uh, the San Diego Padres who are second place in the National League which is just unreal 
they have a really good team, and I think that they could be a force to be reckoned with in the playoff, playoffs. And then the Chicago Cubs, who are 31-20, and 20, they're better than I thought they would be. I thought that they could be a playoff team potentially, but they're better than expected, at least in my opinion. Miami Marlins, of course, being over 500, we all kind of dissed them, and I just can't believe they won the amount of games that they've won. They're 26 and 24 right now, so let's see if they can finish with an above 500 record. That, that would be pretty amazing, I think. And then, honest to the San Francisco Giants, who are a game under 500, but they were so bad the last few years. They're 25 and 26 right now, and they've taken a big step forward this year. I don't know if this is kind of an anomaly for them because I still don't love the way their roster is, but you know, hopefully for their sake, they have some prospects uh, on the way. But uh, I think that you have to look at Rick Renteria, the Chicago White Sox, and uh, Don Mattingly of the Miami Marlins as the two manager of the year front runners. I agree. I agree. Agreed. The one thing I did want to talk about quickly was the fact that uh, as of right now, the playoff uh, situation with baseball after the first round is going to be in a bubble format. Obviously, it's not like the bubble that we would that we know with like the NHL and or the NBA where it's either one or two sites. This is a couple different sites after the first round. So obviously after the first round, there's so all of the first round games are being played at whatever the higher seed their site is. And then the the rest of the games are going to be split into a couple different places, I believe. Uh, well, the the World Series the World Series is supposed to be in Arlington at their new stadium, which has, stadium. it looks awful. Yeah, it hasn't been received. It hasn't been received that well, to I be honest. I think this one's Globe Life Field. The other one was Globe Life Park, I think. It's oh, more, really? I oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, actually. I think that's what it is. But I don't – I mean, they're yeah. so similar that I forget off the top of my head. And then <laughs> – They're like across the street from each other. Yeah, I know that Houston's also included in there. I believe that San Diego's included in there. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Dodger Stadium is, but I feel like it might. If it not, is. Okay, I was going to say, if not that, either that or Arizona. I don't know if Arizona's in there. No, it's, it's Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Okay. It's so important, too, for – well, I don't know if it's so important, but I guess in a way it is, even though there's no fans, that uh, the top four teams in each of the two leagues are going to have home field advantage the first round. So mm-hmm. all three of the games, if it goes to all three games or all two games, if it's only two games, yeah, uh, goes uh, are played at the team with the better records ballpark for the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so do you I, guys – It's like the Yankees and Twins, it looked like they're on a – crash course collision for another first round matchup and like they're like fighting for the four seed right now because one's mm-hmm. going to be the four seed and one's going to be the five seed and like they're sm- they're both so much better at home so i hope the yankees get it mm-hmm. and shout out to the yankees for being the hottest team in baseball right now i hope that carries into the playoffs do nothing so, against boston tonight so mm-hmm. i was so, so i great wins. so i was curious uh do you guys like the, for that comeback last night do you guys like the decisions that Major League Baseball made in terms of the locations that they picked, or would you have rather preferred them go elsewhere? No, I think um, it would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think – I mean, I think it will be cool to see that, you know, the World Series would be at, like, a neutral site. They already have that figured out. I, well, um, I mean, I understand why they wanted it to be in Texas, too, at the Rangers' new ballpark, because even though I think it's trash um, – you know, it's, it's it's Major League Baseball's new home stadium. They want to show it off on national TV. 
Right. That's true. Right. I didn't even think about that. That makes a lot of sense now. Because, I mean, you know, your now. common fan, you know, especially if you're outside of the AL West or Western Division, uh, you know, you've probably never seen the inside of it yet because you haven't been – your teams haven't I mean, been the fans haven't been in it either, so, yeah. Right, there exactly. Was, no, there was one person that managed to find a way to go inside of it and then immediately got banned from going there ever again because, because he snuck in. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, I think that – uh, I did hear though that I don't know if this will happen. That Major League Baseball was considering having like twenty percent capacity or something like that at the maybe like the League Championship Series and the World Series. So oh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about that, but who knows? I just no, wanted to get your opinions. I just wanted to get your opinions about. It. But I think with that, I think we are done for the baseball talk now, and let's transition over to the college sphere. Uh, I just realized sphere. I don't think oh. we ever said that Noah's not here. Oh, yeah. Noah isn't here. If you guys couldn't tell by what we've, yeah. the fact that he hasn't talked Michael, at all. Michael is back. Yeah, Mike back. is back. Noah's is from the, you know, ground. Yeah, Mike's here. Noah yeah, isn't here. But I think from I think that, we should the go first into. first time Mike is doing the show from a spot that he's done it in already. I think so, yeah. He's back, at, he's back in, uh, in New Jersey. He's, he's, uh, he's back home for the time being. But I think from here, happy let's. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, happy New Year for all, for, for all my Jewish community. <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. L'chaim to all of our Jewish viewers. Who I, uh, yes, but I think from that, we should talk about um, going to quickly talking about some college sports. I know that the college football season is a couple weeks in now. There were a couple games that happened today. Uh, I'm sure that Mike's happy that Notre Dame literally obliterated. South Florida at Notre Dame. Yes, sir. Very good who, game today, this afternoon. Who, who is now a proud member of the ACC, which I'm sure that they just despise being a member of the ACC this year. And that's so entertaining. It's so entertaining for me because I just know that Notre Dame tries to be, like, pompous. It is, it is interesting to see ACC now on the helmet. Oh, it it's, it's so entertaining for me. It also, feels different, sure. So, obviously – all of the games uh, that are currently going on, the, the top 25 is a little bit different considering that not all the conferences are playing. So as of right now, UCF and Cincinnati are 13 and 14, or UCF is 14, Cincinnati's 13. So that's kind of interesting. And other teams are in weird places. Like I know that Louisiana Lafayette, who had beaten Iowa State, who was 23 last week, is now 19 this week and ended up winning in overtime. Appalachian State is was 23 this week, and they were playing Marshall, and I don't know if they won. I will check that currently. They lost to Marshall 17-7, to so App State is probably moving out of the top 25. But there is some news coming out of the, uh, coming out of the college football world, and that is that the Big Ten announced that they are reversing their original plans of not playing the season and will be playing an eight-game – I believe it's at least an eight-game schedule. It might be a nine-game schedule. But they released um, uh, the schedule for this season as of right now. It'll be an eight-game schedule, an all-conference schedule this year. And the Big Ten is back. So expect a lot of action from them. And, again, it'll be like the most of these other conferences where it, it will be mostly conference games – so I know it was it was funny because uh, people at Nebraska, who was one of the schools that was really in football programs that was really pushing 
to get this season restarted. They were rewarded with Ohio State week one. So I can only imagine how much fun that will be for, for Nebraska fans when they get absolutely obliterated by Ohio State in week one. I don't know if it's going to be absolutely obliterated, but I don't think that they're going to have that big of a chance. However, how do you guys feel about the Big Ten's decision to, decision to come back? How do you think it's going to affect stuff with the college football playoff, considering that those teams in the Big Ten, if they want to state their claim, are only going to have eight games to do it as compared to 10 or 11 with these other conferences that decided to start on time and or start what's considered on time, but in reality it was like a week later than normal? Um, okay, let's start off for – well, I, I mean, honestly, like, I was very surprised, like, to see how they were so standing by the fact that, you know, obviously we have corona. And, you know, me being going into it, seeing how baseball was, I couldn't imagine football season even happening. And to be able to see how well the NFL has been doing. Now, it's only one week. Of course, that could, you know, change quickly. But to have no – not even like I'm not he- hearing even like cases being uh, um, cases being um, shown by anyone, and I think you know Notre Dame was always like training, even though like I didn't really hear anything about it. Notre Dame was like training in the background. All these schools, the ACC was training in the background, and um, for a while. I was like, you know, there's no way football is going to happen. You know, I, you know, the Big Ten's already deciding not to uh, play. And I was like, all right, football's, you know, probably not going to happen this year. Maybe, you know, we were talking about, like, maybe football will be played in the spring and how that would work. And, you know, I think the Big Ten was like, well, they're seeing the NFL be able to handle it. They're seeing other colleges be able to handle it. Why not us? So I think – I mean, I couldn't imagine they would just stand by their decision while others are uh, collectively being able to play. I think it would would be one thing if they saw these schools, you know, not doing well and, you know, Corona is taking over and they would have to stop. Personally, I'm for giving it a shot. I know Alex, I know, is highly standing on the point of, you know, player safety, which I understand. And, it's not worth playing and risking, uh, you know, students' lives to go out and play uh, football when it, you know, you're putting your, you know, for me, I thought it was highly dangerous and it, it is highly dangerous uh, during, you know, especially during what's going on. Um, as far as the playoff, I think college is very um, kind of objective as far as uh who gets into the playoff. I mean, it's not like, you know, the pro sports where it's like based on how you well, how, how well you do during how well your record is and, you know, having, you know, set of standings and yeah, it could be, you know, a little decisive. Should I put an eight and O team in the top four versus, you know, 11 and one or 12 and O teams that have played a full schedule. Um, Yeah. That could be kind of iffy, but, I think, you know, Big Ten, I would, I would say it's probably going to not be likely for any Big Ten schools to get to that point um, just because, yeah, it is kind of unfair to count out a team that's 12-0 and 0 versus a team that maybe, you know, is very good in the Big Ten but only played eight games. But 
I also think I, it could kind of go either way because I think, you know, teams are very judged upon what they do game in and game out, not based on their record so much, at least in my opinion. All right, can someone repeat the question that I'm supposed to answer? Yeah, so basically, so basically with college football, do we, um, how do you feel about the Big Ten's decision to come back? And then on top of that, with the, with the shorter schedule that they have, how much tougher will that be for Big Ten schools that are trying to vie for a playoff spot? Okay, good. Well, I think the Big Ten should be playing football, so I'm happy about that. And I know that the Pac-12 is going to decide in the next day or two what the plan is for them. So that means that all five power five schools will be playing this year, which I'm happy about. I think that there's positive to playing college football this year. I think that Alex, of course, and some other people are going to say there's uh, more negative than good being done by playing this year, which I think the good outweighs the bad. But I'm happy that the Big Ten's going to play. But as far as the college football playoff is concerned, uh, that's going to be a free-for-all. I have no idea how that's going to go with this and if this is a disadvantage or even an advantage because is it an advantage if your team goes 8-0 and and like Auburn or someone goes 11-1? and I don't know. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think it's really just going to be a lot of based on the eye test this year to see who makes the college football playoffs more so than record uh, as in years past and being hot also. Yeah, I agree with Jason. I know that that was a thing. Well, I, I agree with the last part of Jason's statement, which is the eye test. So I know that that was a thing that the college football playoff committee is definitely going to consider doing a lot more because, I mean, it's tough to say like, oh, an 8-0 team is better than a 10-1 team or something of the sort. Like, it's, that's, that part's difficult. So I don't really know exactly what's going to happen either, you know, one way or another. So we'll have to see moving forward. As for the decision, so – I love sports with a burning passion. Like, like sports are, are one of the, I mean, the, sports, like I'm going to, I, I hopefully am going to cover some sort of sports in the future uh, in some sort of capacity. I don't know exactly what kind of sport, but like sports have been my life and sports, I, I kind of, my life kind of revolves around it. And I'm really, really, really happy to be watching it and for it to be back. But also I think that there's, it's just there's a lot of risk involved and I guess if we're talking about my personal um you know like like stuff personally with me so one of my one of my family members is extremely high risk and that freaks me out because I don't want to be the person who comes home if I end up getting it I don't want to be the person that comes home and gives it to other people and possibly puts someone else's life in more danger than me so that freaks me out uh to start Having gone to a school uh, like the University of Maryland, where recently they had uh, a scandal where one of the football players unfortunately died as a result of uh, heat uh, heat stroke, which was 100 percent treatable by cold. Negligence. What? Coaching negligence. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just, I'm just, 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 just go with my point here. But having watching, having watched that happen, and a player that was 100 percent treatable. Um, that a heat stroke was 100% treatable by cold water treatment, that not happening. And also having our administration basically cover up uh, this thing called the adenovirus, which ran through our school quickly. And a girl ended up dying because of that and not really anything happening. It, it seems like it was really, br- uh, you know, like brushed under the, um, uh, uh, the table. That's like, that doesn't set, that doesn't set right with me. And especially 
I mean, the, it's, it's a different situation with professional sports than it is with college sports. So in professional sports, these guys are getting paid millions of dollars in order to play these sports. So I can understand, you know, getting that to happen more. But the other problem is that on the other side of it, the college athletes aren't professionals and they're getting paid in scholarships, but they're not actually getting paid in order to play. And these kids are 18 to 22 year olds. I know that there's 18 to 22 year olds in these other sports, but those are professional athletes. These kids are college athletes. There's a, it's, there's an inherent difference to, to, to both of it. Uh, uh, there's an inherent difference to the two. And it just really concerns me. I, I know that they've instilled a lot of health and safety protocols, which I really like. I don't want them taking tests away from people that need it more than these athletes because there are people that are in a lot more dire situations than these athletes are that really need it, especially people that have it, but haven't gotten tested for it necessarily. But like, it would be or like, there's a lot of people that really need it. And there's a lot of people in high risk areas, much higher risk areas than like a college. And I hope that's not the case. I hope that they're able to both facilitate the people who actually need the tests and the athletes um, so then they can do both. I just don't, I don't want anyone's life to be at risk. Like we're not even close to handling this, this pandemic in this country. Uh, unfortunately, I don't mean to get grim and I don't mean, I don't want to try to get political at all, but it's getting really, really tough to, to kind of handle the pandemic as it's currently going on. When you see these other countries that are handling it much better than us, despite having smaller populations, but the, the percentage rate there is much worse in terms of when you compare cases per day. It's, it's much worse here than it is in these other places. And these other places, well, they've, they've handled it in the right way, which means that they get rewarded to have sports back. I love having sports back, but I don't feel like this country has necessarily deserved to get it back as a present because we haven't really handled this pandemic that well. I understand that money is a big driving force in all of this. There's, there's, that is no question the big reason why the Big Ten is back and why these other schools are playing college football. Because the NCAA is, a not, is not a nonprofit organization. They are definitely for-profit. Um, they just cover it up by building lavish things for necessarily stuff that doesn't really need to happen. But it's like, I know that it's for money. And I know that these, they don't want to, they don't want to waste these TV contracts and they don't want to lose all of this revenue that's going into the school. But if that comes at the risk of having kids get it and then suffer longstanding heart problems and can't perform at peak, peak efficiency when they are um, doing athletic things. And as a result, that not, um, or that preventing them from getting drafted and then making more money. So then they have to settle for something less. It's, that's concerning for me, and I don't want to see that happen. I want to see I want to see the players be taken care of. I want to see them in 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 area like I don't want to see anything bad happen. That's that's my take. Is is that like I'm just scared that something bad's going to happen. And I know that if one kid dies from this, it's going to be the worst thing ever. Even if it's just one kid, that's basically saying that like, oh, you wanted to do this, but you really don't care about human life that much if you if you cared like you're caring so much about money yet you're not get yet you're being negligent towards human life when this was a decision that was something that people like it was a yes or no decision this wasn't like you were forced to play it was either yes we want to play or or no we don't want to play and they've chosen yes so they have to understand the uh the repercussions with saying yes so i hope that everything goes well 
but that's that's the main part of this is, is that it's it's for money and they need to understand the repercussions of saying yes so i don't mean to get grim there i know that i love having sports back and i know that you guys have some differing opinions about me but no i wasn't doing the thumbs down for that it's the, I know, I know. Thumbs down. <laughs> it's the classic uh Behind the backstab, old man at Yankee Stadium going thumbs down. That was actually, yeah, that was actually a Yankees Rays game at City Field. Yeah, at City Field. He was, and and he was a Mets season ticket holder. Yep, yep, yep. So not the Bombers. Anyway, going back to obviously, yeah, we're talking about Big Ten and the seriousness, and yes, I also uh, like like there's a difference. Well, Mike, I don't mean to interrupt, but also there's a difference with me because I don't necessarily care as much about football these other people do in this country. So like, and like Maryland's going to go like three and five this year, like two and six, like they're not going to be good. Right. So I have no so vesting Maryland interest football, in this year. You know, it's, it's right. It's whatever, but I'm used to disappointment. These kids I know want to play. I think there is, especially for some of these kids, a downside to not playing, giving them time to do who knows what, um, you know, especially they're getting all these scholarships to play. You know, I know the schools definitely don't want to, you know, feel like they're wasting their money or so much as to say, take away the scholarship for the year uh, because they're not playing. Um, but yes, obviously there's a risk. I mean, all these sports are going through all these risks, uh, you know, playing during these times. Uh, it's not just these college athletes. I think the fact that other colleges are doing it, I think the fact that the NFL is somehow showing that it can work, which is still, you know, very surprising, you know, surprising me. I think, you know, you just got to take strict protocols. You know, the NFL is doing well with that. I think um, people are being careful. I mean, they're going back to their families, you know, luckily the, these families aren't potentially giving them COVID, um, but it can show ways of easily deteriorating and somehow it has not done that yet. So I think, yes, they wanted to not play, and it looked like that was the right decision. But, but seeing other schools be able, to, uh, be able to play and seeing the NFL being able to play as well, I think they were like, we can't just sit out the whole year uh, if, it, if it looks like we could have played. And I think that's what's going on here. Um, and, yes, obviously money's involved, but, you know, Money's a big Money, thing. They're losing millions of dollars as a result of not playing. So yep. it's and a it's big the same thing. thing. It's the same thing with the airlines. It's like, you know, the safest thing would be not to not fly, but you wouldn't be making the a safest penny. thing would be to everyone stay in their home for like a year. But that's not. Oh happening. yeah. And that's what kind of, that's what they did overseas. And we're not going to do that though. No, we can't we do have that. Other our economy, economy, America's not the same. America's not the same as these other countries. Right, and it's also just unreasonable to have people be inside for that long. Exactly, exactly. So, like, um, you are taking in risks, of course. Yeah, I mean, everyone that's is kind of inevitable. It. You're taking a risk every time you go, go through the drive-through at McDonald's. That's days. true. Exactly. So, I mean, for everyone else to kind of follow suit and to be out there and be playing football, um, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, well, what are we expected to do? Just, you know, sit and watch everyone else play football? Speaking of McDonald's, in case any of our listeners wanted to hear, I had two McChickens today without mayo and a medium fries. 
and you why didn't have the, why didn't you have the Travis Scott meal? What the I, I heck? Don't, I don't like mayo, and no, I wanted I, I like the chicken. Oh, I have so many friends who love mayo. Mayo's not that good. It it, 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 it goes well with certain things, but on the whole, mayo's not that good of a condiment. Oof, oof. You know, I mean, sometimes hot take, hot takes, right? I'm it's, not, it's not, not like hot chicken take. McNuggets, but I wanted the McChicken. It's thing. a hot take. I mean, a lot. I know a lot of people who love mayo. Chicken. Couldn't live without it. <sighs> All right. Well, you you could, you could to, live without mayo. But I think that, basketball, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We should stop with the mayo slander um, or mayo not slander talking about condiments in general. Maybe we're going to be like uh, sponsored by what is it like that Hell mayo is. brand? Hellman's or something. Or yeah, yeah, something. yeah. We'll be sponsored by something in the future. I do want to quickly talk about uh, the more important sport, which is coming back, which they announced uh, college, men's college basketball and women's college basketball will be back. I believe November 25th, so the day before Thanksgiving this year. So that's something I'm way more excited about. I, I hope that that is run correctly. I, I hope they do the same sort of protocols, and it's going to be a lot different because it's going to be all indoors. So I hope that they can find a way to do something similar to what the NBA did, but you know, sep- you know, with uh, stuff going on, on on different campuses because you obviously can't take all the teams and put them into one place. I really did like the idea of making like one giant NCAA tournament of like all the D1 teams because that would just be the most entertaining thing ever. Let's hope we have a March Madness this year, hey? It would be it would be nice if we had a March Madness. See, I look much for I Does like March Madness be the same without fans. Oh like, no. That's Mm-mm. like the one nothing thing. Is, nothing is the same without fans. I know, but March Madness is like it's but like, like the all N- but, but like the, the NHL is still fans, pretty good you know? without fans. I mean like the NHL playoffs are still pretty good without fans. Like it's still yeah. enjoyable to watch. I mean it's it would be better if there were fans there but it's not the same. I mean, I think – I don't know. I mean, it's like – I don't know. I don't know if you – I mean, yeah, if you're fans of the teams, you're probably watching it. But, I don't know, for me, there's like – it's all about the game. There's no – I don't feel like the same hypeness, I guess, about it without that fan atmosphere. Yeah, same. Um, no, March like, – I know, but March Madness is like a different play. animal, though. March Madness is a different animal. It's the same thing, though. It it is the same thing, but having been to some March Madness games myself, from personal experience, a regular season – so, comparatively speaking, a regular season Maryland basketball game, which it gets pretty hype, is nothing compared to an NCAA tournament game, only because of the fact that it's a single elimination thing. So, if you lose, you're out. If you win, you go through. And that in itself creates so much more drama and creates so like, it's just a different buzz in the air. We were in Jacksonville, which as a, you know, like the arena itself is, is, is smaller than Maryland's arena. So the atmosphere at Maryland for a game, there were more people there and it does get crazy, but this is like on a whole nother level. This is something, this is something that's unique. Not having that atmosphere, like in any almost sporting event. I mean, obviously there's differences, you know, from event to event. Depending, it's not going to be the same. I like, like no, I, not. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be no. fun, but I'm going to be like, oh, so like he hit the shot, nice. <laughs> that's how it is. That's all it's gonna be. Yeah, okay, we still have a lot of time till we talk about college basketball. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I just right. wanted to mention right. it. Um, Let's go to the NBA. Yeah, uh, LeBron James was pissed about not, you know, only having sixteen out of hundred and one votes. Giannis had a couple. What we all know, he shouldn't have won. 
We all know it. No, he shouldn't have won, but he was pissed off. I mean, come on. 16 out of 101, though. LeBron should have gotten more representation. LeBron had a really good year. We all agree that Giannis could have won. The guy, LeBron James, is about to go for a championship here. Yo, honestly, Giannis and Timmy Kupo, he said it perfectly. Like, don't make me MVP until I win a chip. Like, Milwaukee is not going to get that second – that he needs another top-tier star. He's not going to get that. He's going to leave and he's going to go to Miami. He's not going to get it. They're not going to go to Milwaukee. So He's going to go to Miami. Give me buckets in the Greek league. Can we quickly talk about how the heck – can we talk about how Bradley Beal didn't get any love? Like, Bradley Beal hasn't gotten any love this year. He didn't get in an All-NBA team. He didn't get an All-Star selection until some guy was – Bradley who? Bradley Beal from the Wizards. He, he, put, he, he put up 30 points a game this year. And, like, no one knows that he put up 30 points a game, which is just crazy that that's, the, that that's a thing. Like, I don't even understand that. I think Luka should have gotten a little bit more love. I think Dame should have gotten more love. James Harden's a ball hog, so I don't really like him because he just chucks up threes and then fakes like he's actually uh, – what's it called? Fakes like he's actually – getting fouled like he fakes like he like like he flops in the lane and right, then right. and then takes like 12 foul shots a game which is ridiculous i do whoever, i mean whoever is doing his acting lessons is doing a great job yeah that's true i don't know i mean i feel like i feel like lebron should have gotten more love from the voters like i definitely agree that that LeBron i mean 16 gotten. i mean come on man he's lebron james lebron he's, james he should have gotten more than he, sh- he should have gotten more than 16 yeah, he should have got. He should have gotten more than 16 first play. I don't think he should have won. I disagree because if we're all saying that Giannis should have won, that's all three of us are saying our first place votes go to Giannis. Then why should LeBron get more? I mean, he just needs more love. Like, like <laughs> he needs more love. He's like the most loved basketball player the last 20 years. Exactly, about and rightfully so. He's the best player in the world. Yeah, I still They're think Kawhi is better. No, Kawhi's not better. No. No, Kawhi, Kawhi, no, Kawhi, Kawhi couldn't finish Kawhi the seven. Kawhi laid an egg this year. Kawhi he had an egg in that series, but I still think he's better. I think no. he can make the case that Giannis is better, too. No, no. If, if, if Kawhi was better, then, then, then the Clippers would have won that series. But now the Clippers still haven't gone to a conference finals. say Denver, Denver is in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, that's pretty lit. And also so Miami is in the Nuggets? Eastern Conference Finals. And Miami – like, shout out to Jimmy shout out to Jimmy Buckets. They didn't make the playoff last year, and they're about to go to the NBA Finals. Shout out Tuesday. to Jimmy Buckets. Shout out to Bam Adebayo. Shout out to Tyler Hero for going. Like, shout out to Duncan that Robinson. Okay. That uh, team is Alex. putting. Oh my God! Could you imagine Miami Lakers? And you know they get back to the finals without oh LeBron God. James, and they're facing LeBron James. I hope the Heat. Can won. we imagine that? And I want to say that right now, Pat Riley is the greatest basketball mind in basketball person i don't know ever between as a player a coach and an executive pat riley is the legend yeah pat riley <laughs> dude he made duncan robinson get, into a get god riley back on here to talk nba finals can, can we can we just discuss that like like do you guys know who duncan robinson is like like did you guys know who he was before this season yeah no you knew who he was, Mike? Yeah. Dude, I, don't, I don't really follow basketball. The, the only reason why I knew who he was is because he played for Michigan. And also, there is a photo – there's like a canvas photo of him inside Xfinity Center, which is Maryland's home basketball arena, on on the floor level of him oh, yeah. playing against I know, Maryland. I know that. And 
Oh my God. It, it, is he in the ugly, just like they got the ugliest photo of him in that. It just doesn't look good. But I don't even like, ah, where did he come from? Like, I didn't think that he was that good. And he's like probably one of the best players that Michigan's ever produced in terms of basketball, which is just crazy well, to think about. Let's be glad that well, the NBA is definitely evolving. So I'm just Alex. Like that. Yeah. Before we move off the LeBron James talk, I still think Kawhi and Giannis are better. But I just want to say, um, you can cut this if you want. This is not safe for work. Fuck LeBron James. <laughs> we're going to no, cut, cut that. Don't cut that. No, we're going to cut that. Can we, can, we, can we do a bloopers episode soon? No, we're not going to do a bloopers episode. we had cut out. No, we're not doing a bloopers episode. That's stupid. Not like a full episode, but I mean like a blooper. Segment. I don't. I don't keep the stuff that we cut out. I just cut it out. You just delete it. Yeah. yeah I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to keep this in there. But, um. So I think. So we have. I guess going off of the NBA talk, even though Jason still doesn't like LeBron James, which I understand. LeBron there is. James. There is a lot of LeBron James hate, but you know when you're the best player in basketball, that that comes with it. And he's the third LeBron. best player. Okay. Jason player. believes he's, he's a th- second. He's probably second best, but regardless, be regardless, LeBron's one Come of the top on. ten players in NBA history, if not top. That's five. a freaking world champion. But I think from that, so we have one more place to go, and that place to go is hockey. So the Stanley Cup Finals started tonight between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Michael Jordan, t- LeBron and- James. <laughs> okay, let's let, let's stop with the slander. Uh, yeah, let's stop with basketball. So the Stanley Cup Finals have started tonight with no, 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 football. Football, oh yeah, yeah NFL football. stuff. Sorry. Okay, so before, no, no, we are. We're gonna get to it last, but before that, we're gonna do a quick uh, NFL predictions for this week. So obviously, week two coming up. There are five games in which we wanted to discuss with lines. So I'm gonna go through them. Let's not go that you know go that long with it. Just say you know quick quick reason why after I say the matchup. So first matchup. Uh, the uh, Indy, uh, the Indianapolis Colts versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, who's at home? Colts. The Colts are at home here. So right now the Colts are a three-point favorite in this game. Who do you guys have? I got the Colts. I did not like the Vikings' uh, performance against the Packers. I think Aaron, Rod- uh, Aaron Rodgers tore them apart. Now, he is a very bad man. Don't get me wrong. Just count double-check. <laughs> but uh, The damn truth. But, I mean – yeah, I did not like their performance. They're, I had their defense, and they totally shat the bed. Sorry, not not kosher for work, but I had to say it. Um, good night. You'll cut that. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I got to go with the Colts. I like JT and Hines in the backfield. I do. Jason, who you got? Minnesota. Vikings. Oh, you got Minnesota. I think that the Vikings are. Uh, I don't know if the Vikings are better than the Colts. This- yeah, Colts might be better than the Vikings, but in this game and week two, I'm going to pick the Vikings. I think that they're better uh, prepared to defeat the Colts this week. I'm going to go with Indy just because I think that Jonathan Taylor in his first real game as the starter in that position since Mack went out for the um, for an extended – or is he out for the year? He's out for the year, right? Yeah. Achilles. Yeah, that's what I thought. As, yeah. as, as Mr. Kaspersky would say at many Wisconsin Badger games for JT – JT in for the score. Yeah, he does that a lot. He does that a lot. Yeah, but I'm expecting a big game from him, so I think because of that, I'm going to take Indy. I don't know if I, uh, I, 
I don't know. The points is going to be interesting, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, game number two, uh, this is going to be in Philly. We have the Philadelphia Eagles uh, against the Los Angeles Rams, who still have the worst jerseys in football, and I'll continue to say that until it's not the case. Uh, the Eagles are currently one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Rams. Who do we have in that game, starting with Jason? We got the Los Angeles Rams coming off a big win in week one, sending the Eagles to 0-2. It's a small point spread. It's only a point-and-a-half in favor of the Eagles, and I think the Rams will win the game outright. That's basically a pick them at a one-and-a-half point spread. Mm. But uh, – who are the Eagles going to throw to <laughs> with Jalen Ramsey covering? Come on. Aaron Donald's going to get in the backfield. This is going to be a Rams victory. All right, Mike, who are you picking? Yeah, I agree. I, You know, what's up with Carson Wentz, man? I don't know, man. He hasn't been the same since 2017. It's, it's yeah, the truth. Yeah, they decided to pay him like an MVP. Starkly not the same. Like that He's injury. Not... I don't know. That injury kills See, him. See, he had a lot of injuries. An ACL injury. People I know, don't. But that it's ACL, tough to. Re- it's it's tough to recover from. Injury, yeah, like the back, stuff, back yeah. injuries aren't good either because it takes a while for it. Like once one back injury starts, then they they just keep coming. I don't know that game. I I watched that game week one against Washington. You know, it looked pretty decent until yeah. it didn't, and it was very bad. Yeah. Extremely and very, very uh, – So, you got the Rams then. Very concerning for Philadelphia fans. So, so you got, I'm so you got sorry. the Rams I got to go, go, go for the Rams. I'm going to agree with you guys. They'll be, the they'll be, able, to, they'll be able to hand the early, handle the early start. Yeah. Uh, the Rams look – I mean, sorry, the Eagles look terrible against Washington because they got out to that lead and then just butchered it. Now, I don't know if that means that they're going to come out with more fire under their tushes uh, this week. So, who really knows? But I, I think that Los Angeles is going to uh, take it on that one. Uh, our third matchup, uh, we are going to uh, Houston, Texas here, uh, the land of the trash cans, uh, for a matchup between the Houston Texans and uh, the Baltimore Ravens, otherwise known as the Baltimore Big Trusses. Uh, currently the Ravens are seven touchdown favorites, seven point favorites over the Texans. Who do we have in this game? We're going to go back to Mike for this one. I mean, Lamar Jackson, baby. I mean, Ravens. Uh, Big trust. Very, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Looks very hot last year. Uh, when is there, when is that Texans coach going to get out of, te- get out of Dodge? Bill, o- Bill O'Brien, former Penn Bill State O'Brien. football great. We are Penn Fox State. Sports. <laughs> We should have stayed there, buddy, because Fox Sports. Even though I don't to get rid of to get rid of that uh, to get rid of Hopkins. I mean, that was that destroyed their team. I don't know, like what the heck they were thinking. But um, update, by the way, seven nothing Yanks. Good job, boys from the Bronx. Finally, finally showing who's boss. They 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 looked like they were not going to do so hot, and they looked like the injuries were going to cripple them. But no, they come back. It is October, baby. It is getting colder. Alex it is, is time like to really bring. Mike's gonna turn it is time to bring the World Series championship to the Browns. Hey, wait, hey, wait, Jason. What are you talking about? I said I was like, I was in my mind. I was like, Alex is probably thinking that really Mike's gonna turn turn this football segment into a segment about the Yankees. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I don't really care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything about baseball right now. I'm just gonna like. We got. I mean, I mean, there's still games left in the season, so I'm nothing's been decided yet. Exactly. Uh, anyway, for me, but, uh, but 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 you do have the Ravens. Baltimore, Baltimore seven point favorites, rightfully so. Ravens are going to have this thing easily in the bag. 
All right, Jason, who you got? Yeah, same. I think that Baltimore is better. I think that Houston is not going to be a playoff team this year. I think they're taking a step back. I think O'Brien might finally be fired. Agree. All right, so uh, I'm also going with Baltimore. I mean, they're just – they're so good. They're – they're they're. Oh my I don't God. think it'll be that close. Nah, man. Dude, Marquise Brown is honestly one of – well, first off, Mark Andrews, most underrated tight end in football. Second off, Marquise Brown is so good. Like, what when about- Lamar – when the market's the long ball going, oh, I know. No, who else are you talking about? Chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. They do. And dig and, the long ball. and Lamar is figuring out how to actually throw it this year, and and he's he's still he's still improving as a passer, but that's a really good thing. He's gonna. That's I mean, big, that's a big decision. I mean, it's been one game, but yeah, still. All right. Um, fourth matchup out of five, we are going to uh, the home of the former Seattle Supersonics. Bring back the Supersonics always uh, to CenturyLink Field, the home of the better football team that currently or that, that used to play to there. You carry under. Hey, hey, I'm I'm intru- I'm still introducing the matchup, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, so the former home of the Seattle Dragons, the better football team to have played there. And if you want to consider football. Uh, the Seattle Sounders, also a better football team. Uh, this is uh, obviously against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, or, I mean, that's it, it's the home of the Seahawks, but I just like throwing in other stuff to anger my football people. So uh, uh, the Seahawks will be welcoming the Tom Brady-less New England Patriots and Cam Newton currently at the helm. Uh, right now, the Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Patriots. How are we feeling about this game? I know I just went to Mike, so we're going to go to Jason. Well, I predicted the Seahawks to be the NFC champions, and I'm going to predict them to be the champions in this game. They're the better team. And Mike, cover Mike we can't put the song in. Dude, copyright. Copyright. Sorry. Copyright. Copyright. We can't put the song in. <laughs> um, sorry. I was getting hyped on that Sunday night football. Um, definitely Seattle. CenturyLink Field is a home team. Russell Wilson, man. I mean, Tom Brady's not there anymore. I mean – this is the decline in Bill Belichick's reign in New England. Uh, they did, you know, I will say it was against the – now it was against the Dolphins, but they did take care of business. That's what we like to see. But uh, definitely going to have their hands full. Sunday night in CenturyLink, have to fly all the way out to Seattle. That's going to definitely be a tough ball game to uh, compete in. Uh, so definitely got to go with the Seahawks there. Uh, so Jason, how are we feeling about this matchup? Who I already said Seahawks. Oh God, I am just I'm so off. Sorry. Um, okay, uh, okay. So I'm up next. Uh, I will also be going with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is a god. Uh, DK Metcalf is just a swole boy. Um, Tyler Lockett has you know one of the best receivers in the league and has been very consistent for him and Chris Carson at running back has been really good so far for them. And he's the, he, he's the running back that they needed after Marshawn. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Um, and then our last matchup uh, at the brand new uh, Roomba Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, where there shouldn't be a football team, but there is now uh, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the New Orleans Saints. It's called Allegiant Stadium, but it looks like a Roomba. Just look it up. Uh, so right oh, now – yeah, but it, it looks like a Roomba. Regardless of whether it looks nice or not, it, it looks like a Roomba, and the Rangers' new stadium looks like a grill cover. Easy, e- easy as that. It's the Rangers' the new Rangers stadium. The Rangers all agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a grill. Like, 
a grill cover. Oh, like, I gotcha. Like, I gotcha. Like, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like not yeah, not yeah, like yeah. the black thing, but like the metal cover. I should have just said a grill, but like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, right now for that matchup, uh, the Saints are six point favorites over the Raiders. How are we feeling about that? I just went to Jason, so we're gonna go to Mike for this last one first. Saints Raiders. Ooh, this is actually a good game. I'm at, what's the, what's actually, those point spread on this one? Saints are uh, six point favorites. Monday Night Football. I mean. I like, you know, talking, you know, going back to fantasy, Jacobs, can I get a shout out? Josh you know, Jacobs. Played very well, played very well last week. Um, that being said, I mean, Drew Brees going up against Tom Brady, I mean, it almost looked laughable. I mean, the Saints are the real deal. They've been the real deal in the NFL for the last couple of years. Just can't get to that Lombardi game. If the playoffs um, say otherwise. The, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you that. New Orleans but, in the regular season, New Orleans in the playoffs, hold my beer. <laughs> they've repeatedly shown, though, this is a regular season game. This is Monday Night Football. Um, I, it should be a good game. Um, first, is this, this is the first game? At this is, this is the yeah, first home game at the Roomba. Michael Thomas is playing for the Saints. Cool. Michael, cool. My, Michael Thomas, at, you said, is not playing for the Saints? Most likely, I think, yeah. I think he Most likely. That is a big loss. That is a big loss. But I still will have to go with New Orleans. They are the experienced team. They've shown that they are definitely the real deal, at least in the regular season. We'll see what happens playoff time. They have gotten kind of uh, – Yeah, Thomas was ruled out. Thomas is ruled out. Today, right. Oh, it'll be interesting. Still got to go with the Saints. That, that is a big loss, though. Um, but, yeah, I got to go with New Orleans here. All right, Jason, who football. That's a good game. It should be. Yeah, it is a good game. I think I'm going to – this is a tough one. It is. I think I'm going to go with the Raiders, actually, though. I don't know if the Raiders will win the game, okay. but I think they'll cover the six-point point spread. I think they'll okay. have a good showing against a team that's better than them in the first game at their new home. Okay. I'm – like, I think with the fact that Thomas is out, I'm, I'm much more inclined yeah, to big. say – uh, the Raiders. I, I do think that they're gonna like like it's definitely gonna be closer than a six point game in my opinion. Um, oh, it's gonna be tough because like after Thomas, it's the the wide receiver core for the Saints isn't you know crazy. Um, but I'm just gonna go on a whim and yeah, say that Drew Brees and Amon Kamara. I mean that's I mean that's true. Weapons to I'm just gonna say that like Judy's. Uh, yeah, Ju- no Rugs. Rugs. Yeah, Rugs is gonna have a big game because he hasn't. I don't know if he's playing either. Oh God! Okay, well then I, I I'm just gonna say Raiders because they're playing at the Roomba. What about Jared Cook? I dude, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go because they're playing at the Roomba. I'm going with the Raiders. So Raiders first at the Roomba. At Alleg- first win at Allegiant Stadium. No, it's no, it's the Roomba. It's a Roomba. That's <laughs> it's what it looks like. Now that you mention it, I can actually kind of see it. But like, it, no, it looks. It, it's a Roomba. It's basically what it is. But <laughs> that's another story. So. um uh, we got our picks out of the way. That leaves us to our final segment, which we will um, – I don't know how much in depth we're going to go into. But uh, right now is – or going on right now is game one of the Stanley Cup final, which always seems to get downplayed by literally every, like, sports media thing because it's like the Stanley Cup final is on, but literally no one's going to talk about it. We're not. We're talking about it. I know. We are talking about it, which is the good thing. We are so so the Stanley Cup finals are underway. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the team that I'm sure that all of you thought was going to make it into the Stanley Cup final. Your Dallas Stars, because why not? Can we go? <laughs> why not? I'm trying to like, remember. I'm trying to remember 
what my I can't even remember what my Stanley Cup I had I had Vegas and Washington so I was I was far out from the first like Washington did not play well I did they didn't play I, I should have had more faith in the Lightning I, know, I just didn't know I how they know for sure I know for sure I had the Lightning I don't know you had the if lightning. I had Dallas I think, or Colorado I think you had Vegas I think did I have I, Vegas? I thought I thought you had Colorado I don't think anyone picked oh. Dallas I thought I had Dallas or Colorado. I don't think anyone consciously picked Dallas but basically Dallas somehow, Dallas somehow yeah. found their way into right. it. Colorado got injured, um, so they were out. Uh, yeah. Vegas just – Vegas. Couldn't score. Vegas just Vegas right. themselves. Let's... But, um, yeah, yeah, let's go quickly. Well, we, have talk. Yeah, we have a guest. We, yeah, we do have a guest that I don't well, know as well introduce. as Jason does. So, Jason, yeah, it's my please, friend. Yeah, please introduce. It's my friend Nick. He played hockey growing up, Cherokee High School, Nick Campbell. Uh, Nick, you want to say hi? You want to unmute yourself, Nick? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. We got you. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. How are you doing? Fantastic, fantastic. I'm confused because this series is extremely close in matchup, in my opinion, because I like the, the Stars' defense. Mm-hmm. I think that Heiskanen, Klingberg, Lindell are really, really good. But at the same time, can they continuously beat Vasilevsky? Vasilevsky is on another level they've, right they've now. They've just That's impressed the – the Stars defense and only the Stars as a well whole have just impressed the entire expanded playoffs from, uh, from the beginning. Since then, they keep getting better and better. They really have. Yeah, I also think that in you know in years past when Ben Sagan and Radulov didn't show up, the team just succumbed to uh, not scoring goals. But now you have Giryanov, you have uh, Rupe Hints. He scored a uh, lot of goals for them this year. Yeah, Corey Perry, Joe Pav, like they're a very very deep team. So. And with the loss of Bishop, I think it's also highlights the fact that you need a 1B uh, for the playoffs, mm-hmm. especially because I know you're upset with uh, your boy, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, falling victim to <laughs> Robin, Robin Leonard's Lennon, great play. But it just shows you how important that is in the playoffs. And Hudobin has been pretty yeah, much Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you, if Bishop comes back, do you think he even plays? I think they're going to ride the uh, momentum of Hudobin's play, in my opinion, because yeah. it's a lot easier easier to slot in someone like Stamkos if he returns and just throw in a goalie who's been, you know, injury prone throughout his career at this point in time. So, right. Especially now, also, yeah, it's, hard. it's also crazy because Kidobin is just playing on another level. Like he has not played this well ever in his career. Yeah. He's been rock solid for them. I think so well that kind of... and right now. And, uh, you know, also I'm wondering about how this series will go because uh, Tampa Bay, I feel like is more beat up than Dallas is, you know, points kind of, injured a little bit he's playing through it but Stamkos we'll see if he comes back Sorelli who scored the big OT game winner against the Islanders he's been injured yeah and they're actually targeting point too if you noticed uh they were like two or three times they took a run at him so I'm, I'm sure they're gonna try to rattle him a little bit they're gonna go after Kucherov um but one of the big things for them too is that new third line with uh Barkley Goodrow I believe it's uh Yanni Gord and Blake Coleman that that's like their energy line where in years past, they didn't really have that. They kind of just fell apart when other teams got physical with them. So yeah, well, it'll be Col- interesting to Coleman see how they fight back. Just came over at the deadline, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're new additions. So at this point in time, a former San Jose shark player, whether it's Joe Pav or Barkley Goudreau will win a cup. Or, so that's yeah, a good thing. Maybe Corey Perry wins cup number two. Yeah, perhaps. What are your thoughts for the series overall? I think it's yeah. pretty tight, but. Alex, Mike, you guys want to give some thoughts here? Um, so as the person who has the least hockey knowledge of anyone, 
Uh, I really undervalued the Lightning. And I think that was because of the fact of how they played against Columbus last year. And I didn't think that that was going to light, you know, that was going to do what it has done to that team. And even without Stamkos, uh, especially in the latter series, they have been just insane. I mean, I mean, they came out, I think they've scored eight goals multiple times in the playoffs. I know that they are very worn down in terms of legs because of the amount of overtime games that they played. They're also, I believe, the first NHL team or the first in like a long time to have won each of their like playoff rounds, like the, the, the clinching game being an overtime winner, uh, which I think is really interesting. But I mean, if you think about the amount of overtime games that they've played so far, it's, it's definitely going to wear down on you. I don't know if that's the same. Like, I definitely know that Dallas hasn't been through a five overtime game like, uh, <laughs> like, like Tampa Bay did at the beginning of this playoffs. But I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting series. I didn't – again, I undervalued Dallas too. I thought that Vegas was going to go, and clearly – Yeah, uh, when we were doing our picks, none of us really yeah, thought much it, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. We really undervalued them in the – in that like – in that like round robin group and it just kind of continued from there and I think that it really helped out Dallas that um the you know like the wheels started to fall off the bus for Colorado when they played them due due, due to injuries and I I like Vegas Vegas themselves like I I, I feel and they I I saw this at least on like Twitter or on a YouTube video or something like that but they got cocky to the point of like they they just kind of assumed that they were going to go and then Dallas just just I, don't, I don't know if I would say that. I mean, well, well, well no, there. Well, well, I saw that there were uh, there were there were reports over the course of the playoffs that like Vegas guys were being cocky and basically assuming that like because they had been there before and they had they had been so they they have been so successful over the first three years of the of the existence of their franchise and they don't really know how to like not make the playoffs. That I feel like that they were in that like what I saw is, is that they were in that position of cockiness. Um, I mean, Peter DeBoer is not a bad coach, but I didn't think they should have even fired Gerard Gallant uh, mid season. And I think that Gallant's a better coach than DeBoer. Uh, Nick, yeah. what do you think about that? I agree with you. Uh, I think Gallant has been treated unfairly um, over the past two to three years. Do you think to see him go to Seattle as the next coach to do this again with an expansion team and do whatever? I think so. <laughs> and I also think that, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, although it was kind of uh, overdramatized with that tweet, he was kind of treated unfairly too, in the sense that he's been rock solid for them. Uh, he's been their backbone, so I think they should have given him more of a chance after just that one nothing loss. Um, I think that's kind of unfair. Michael, what are your thoughts on the series? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I going back. I mean, I had Dallas and Colorado. I think I had Colorado going over Dallas in the Western Conference Finals, but. At least they, I had him as a top two contender in the West. Uh, and I know I had the Lightning coming out of the East. Um, I thought, like, after last year, you know, that heartbreak, I, I had a feeling that they were going to come back this year with a vengeance and, you know, going to make a run. I mean, I knew they were capable of it. Uh, obviously, we've seen them do it. Uh, we mentioned those overtime games. I do believe that I think they are pretty worn down, and Dallas is really – uh, I mean, coming in uh, full force, uh, they are uh, winning game one right now, 3-1. I, I mean, I mean this is hockey where um, arguably momentum and hotness matters more than any other sport. Correct, correct. I agree with you. Um, as far as I know, if 
uh, if we're going to do picks or anything, I do think that yeah, we'll, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, but but, um, but it is interesting that Dallas fired their coach for reasons unrelated to hockey. Um, but they did fire their coach during the season also. Now they have a chance to also win the cup, just like so many cups contenders in the last 10, 15 years have. Uh, they fire their coach and then they win the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely cool storylines, uh, I think, from both, t- from both sides. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely cool to see. All right. Well, I, I guess now if you want to give your prediction, you can. But uh, I guess we'll just go around and we'll each give a prediction. I guess we can start with you and, and Alex and then Nick, and then I'll give, give mine. Sure. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, I definitely watched uh, kind of Tampa a bit more than I did uh, Dallas and the Western Conference. Um, but um, I think, obviously, like we said, these these are both talented teams. I think Tampa is going to be um, a little more gassed uh, than Dallas. And because of that, I think uh, they're going to fall – in six, um, I think Dallas will probably win four uh, two, uh, make it a six game series, and I think it, I think it'll go both. It'll be a hard fought series. Um, I just think Tampa right now, uh, you know, when is the you know, Islanders are not an easy team to play against either. No. I think that took a no, lot. Of them. The way and, they play defensively. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, that – and I watched that series. And, you know, New York did not let them – did not let them – let Tampa go easily. I mean, they forced – they were down, they were up 3-1. They forced a game six, and even game six, going into overtime, trying almost forcing in game seven. Uh, I mean, they definitely, you know, took a lot out of them, I think. And I think that'll definitely be a difference. And you'll probably see, uh, you know, some – a loss in conditioning for, Tam- for coming from the Tampa side. Alex? Um, I'm just going to say it's going to go to seven. It's going to go to OT, and Dallas is going to win instead of um, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the same situation. Um, I, I do think that Dallas is the better team. I just think that Tampa is going to find a way to, um, to go to a game seven. Um, uh, they're going to find a way to power themselves to a game seven. Um, and then it's going to go down to OT, and then – Unlike what's happened the last three series with uh, uh, with Tampa Bay, Dallas is going to end up scoring that game winning goal, and they're going to take on the uh, the, uh, the Stanley Cup. Nick, so I'm like very intrigued with uh, John Cooper's setup of seven defensemen, eleven forwards, and I'm curious to see if he'll adjust that uh, if Stamkos comes back and just roll with twelve and six, or if he'll possibly pull someone like I don't know Paquette out of the roster and perhaps put Stamkos with Point and Kucherov and drop Palat down, that could give them that extra like boost possibly. And I think Vasilevsky just needs to stand on his head as he's done. Um, it's a possibility they bring into a game seven, but I think to your guys' point, they've just been derailed by a substantial amount of overtime to start the playoffs. So I think given the fact that the Stars have been just pressing um, and pressuring the Lightning, just in game one alone, um, I think it's going to be indicative of the rest of the series. And if they continue to put pressure and just beat up Kucherov and uh, Braden Point, that's basically going to just derail their attack. So I think the Stars will take it, whether it's game seven, I'm not too sure. I think most likely game six, um, just like Michael said. But I think if Stamkos does come back, they could push it to game seven. That could be interesting at that point in time. 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a very tightly contested series. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be lower scoring than we all expect because the goalies are both playing really well right now, even though there's so much offensive firepower on both sides. They both have some really good defensemen, including some really good offensive defensemen. Uh, shout out to former Pittsburgh Penguin legend Jamie Alexiak on the Dallas Stars. <laughs> Big Jamie. He's like 6'6 six, six or something. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go t- with – I really could see this series going from anywhere from five to seven games, and I really could see either of these teams winning it. But I think I'm going to buck the trend, and I think I'm going to pick Tampa Bay in six games. I think that they're more talented. They're deeper. They're the better team. Uh, Dallas's coach has done such a good job with them this season, and Jim Nill, the general manager, putting together a great roster. But I think John Cooper and the way Tampa Bay's roster is constructed sets up Tampa Bay to win this series in six games. Solid take, solid take. But that's – I mean – I think that's pretty much it. We've gotten through everything that we need to get through, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Well, I think with that being said, uh, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate uh, your expertise on on, on hockey, which is much better than mine. Like, like, honestly, I just, I can't contribute hockey at all. Um, But thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Twitter at sports luck one. Make sure to listen to us on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any of those, drop a, you know, uh, drop a review, uh, drop a like, uh, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. Comment if you, um, if you have any suggestions for us. And, uh, yeah, stay safe, stay, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask, and we'll talk to you guys next week. And stay classic.